Spurs and Culture Podcast. I'm Rosa and with me today are Lauren and Sam as we take in not one but two defeats to Manchester City. Wait, don't go. It wasn't the greatest weekend to be coys, but trust us as ever we'll find reasons to be cheerful. And if that doesn't work, there's always our culture picks. First up, Pep Guardiola has finally defeated his nemesis. Football's weirdest hoodoo is over and it really fucking sucks. Right, Lauren? Yeah, it's such a shit goal as well. Um, that's like, yeah, annoying, actually, cause... do you know, do we want to talk about the goal? Foul or no? Yeah, actually, both of you, foul or no foul? Lauren? I think we've seen those given. We've seen VAR give those. We've seen referees give them. So I, Have I was... Have we? <laughs> I, I, to be fair, like, watching it in the stadium, I was just kind of, like, I was a bit confused. Like, I was confused from... Um, and then, obviously, watching it back afterwards, I'm really surprised they didn't they didn't give it. Because, but actually, what really annoyed me is the fact that Ruben Diaz was actually free in the vast majority of those set pieces. We never had anybody on him, mm. so preventable goal. But I think VAR should have um, overturned it because that, like, I think goalkeepers get given a lot, but that's usually something that they get given. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they get but, a lot of protection, so then mm. protect them. Sam, do you think it was a foul? I don't know anymore. You know, <laughs> <laughs> man, what is football? I, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's a bit like, honestly, it is a bit like that. Like we've seen such an enormous spectrum of what a foul actually is this season. Um, and sometimes yeah. within the same games, like yeah, often. Yeah. And, but yeah, like you guys said, I think goalkeepers are usually a pretty protected species quite often. Referees are going with, with the goalkeeper, even if it is sort of, yeah, 60 40 or something, but um, for me, it, it, it probably wasn't a foul. I thought Picard it is made his yeah, <laughs> first mistake of the season. He's got a lot of credit in the bank, though, so I'm not gonna hang him out to dry for, for that one. But yeah, like you said, Lauren, I thought we should have dealt with Diaz a lot better. He was, yeah, isolated on, on Vicario all night, and I guess we played with fire that one bit too long and, and got caught out. Do you? How did you both feel like immediately after the game? And has that changed over the weekend? Lauren, were you sort of... I think immediately afterwards, I was just like, oh, well, it is what it is. And then, like, as I was getting progressively close to home, I was just getting more and more pissed off. Mm. And then, I, then, to be fair, then I woke up the next morning and I just went back to it is what it is. And I've just moved on. I've just, I think the frustration that did come was because I think we could have, I think individual performances, you, if you're going to beat that City team, everyone has got to be eight out of 10 or above. And we just weren't there, I don't think. So it was that was where some of the frustration came from, that, that feeling that we could have played better. But to lose, you know, 1-0 to the team that's one of the treble defending champions, um, given the absences that we still had, I don't think there's real. There's not a lot of shame. I didn't like. I didn't. It was just kind of like, you know, we've gone out to to far worse teams in far worse circumstances in the FA Cup over recent years. 
um i think frankly I said last week. every single year <laughs> since <laughs> yeah, like, 2017 i think yeah yeah like i'd, I'd like I, I think i, I did say last week <laughs> i've never even seen us make a final let alone um win the fa cup so it's kind of, i'm not going to lose sleep over you know going out to the city team um it's just kind of it just got that feeling of like rinse and repeat <laughs> every single year but oh well yeah i suppose it was that ultimately it's the sort of what is it like the immovable object meets the whatever force can't remember mine's gone blank like what's gonna you know who's gonna I'm just gonna mangle my metaphors who's gonna blink first our hoodoo over city or the FA Cups hoodoo over us mm. and well we, we've got our answer right how are you feeling Sam yeah uh, not not uh, like it's a tough one to process really I wasn't ever really in the dumps about it um I felt like City really turned up. I know that they didn't blitz us like they could have done and like they do to to some teams. But we defended very, very well all night. Um, it was, yeah, first game back with Van der Ven, Romero um, together that um, looked really solid. They weren't super sharp at United for obvious reasons, but I thought that they both, both did terrifically dealing with that and was just in the final third, like moving the ball out of midfield and and... Once we were, you know, if we got to the final third, it was was a real struggle in terms of creating any sort of clear-cut chances. I know we only had one sort of half shot, but I just felt like we were really playing against a um, yeah the best team in the world. And um, I sort of, I don't, like Lauren said, I, there's no shame in, in losing that game. Um, I think it just shows how, how far we've come that, you know, it's not, yeah, uh, not like an absolute, uh, you know, it, it could have been a beating. It really could have been. Um, we've seen it go wrong before, but um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not too down in the dumps. I just think like there's, there's been better teams over the years that have lost to them in in much more horrific circumstances. And <laughs> we didn't yeah. have, we didn't have their kryptonite song and, you know, like Madison only 20 minutes and we can't expect miracles out of him. I just feel like we we gave it a decent shot and it wasn't clicking up top. And um, I think also that's understandable. We can't expect miracles out of Werner, who's not played 90 minutes since November. Um, you know, Johnson's obviously having a tough time with form and, yeah, without without any service, Richarlison's struggling. So um, not feeling too bad to answer your question in a really, really long way. Um, feeling optimistic. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It- it all makes sense to me. It was just, yeah, the Richarlison thing. I on it was almost like that. That was like the one game, if there was any game, we could have really done with Perisic coming on, um, just to swing in a few crosses like right on top of his head. I feel like with them, it was just they didn't seem lethal to me, and it almost you could see in a way that they watched. There actually hasn't been that much mystery about how we've beaten them in the past, right? It has been. Because while when you play them, like it feels like being smothered, right? They're not necessarily like absolutely deadly, but it's just you can't get out. You can't get out of their press. You can't you can't break any of their passes down. But what we've had 
that we didn't have on Friday was an absolutely lethal finisher ourselves, right? And that in the last few years when we've got past them, it's because we've had Sun, it's because we've had Kane, and so not and and we didn't we obviously didn't have anyone of that quality on the night. So we were sort of hoping for the vibes to carry us through, I guess, and for some sort of bit of magic to happen, which you need. And it just and it didn't happen, basically, did it? So I feel like I can't be too kind of bummed out about it. But at the same time, I was also quite salty immediately after it because I did think it was a foul. And I was also just, I have to say, um, like I loved having that thing over them. I loved it. It was like mm. our one thing that we had and now it's gone. Still have it so in the I league. Feel, I guess we still have it in the league for now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it still um, wasn't, still wasn't open play. Like it was a really scrappy goal. I know, um, but does that make it better? To... Does it make it worse? Yeah, I think it does because, like, that chance that De Bruyne had, where he was basically like in front of the goal, I just like sank back in my seat to be like, "Oh, we're going, he's going to score," and he just he just missed it. And then I was like, yeah. "No, I think the curse actually exists." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, That's them, in my yeah. mind. You thought, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like I was like, "There's something wrong with them. They just can't score." Yeah. So I feel like still from open play. Um, there's still something wrong. <laughs> yeah, and wrong actually, if we get Sunny back, but, yeah, if Sunny's back for the league game, it's a totally different story. Surely, um, yeah, the defense was great up until obviously that last moment. I thought, given given that he's not played very much, like again, I thought Werner did great. I just think it didn't seem like Destiny was like aware he was there half the time. Yeah, I think his his movement's terrific, isn't it? I think that's it's really promising because when when Madison's back playing uh, ninety minutes, you know those those runs are going to get picked out, and I think we're going to cause a lot of problems. Just a matter of time, I think, with him betting into the side. But yeah, I think. Oh God, are we back into like when it clicks, FC? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, we've we've been like one fit FC all season, so yeah. when it clicks, FC is is an upgrade, right? That's so, true. That's true. I think he's he's going to go and, and do good things. Um, I'm excited to just have a couple options up top as well because, again, there's just no firepower off the bench, right? Expecting a lot of minutes out of these guys, um, particularly up top. And when it's not working, there's no, you know, bring on Dane Scarlett to to try and hope for a miracle. It's, it's tough going at a minute, right? Yeah, poor kid. It really wasn't. It it just wasn't going to happen, was it? That would have been like an incredible. That that would that would have been sort of like beyond Lucas Mora, like proportions, really. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone stand out for you, Lauren? Um, I think, I th- to be fair, too. I think it goes without saying. I think Van der Ven was immense, like mm. absolutely immense. I think his recovery runs were absolutely superb. He shut down anything where it looked like, oh God, they've got in behind that. The City passes worked. He was across. He did his job. I think he was superb. But um, one player who actually really impressed me, who I am and have been heavily critical of, was Hoiberg. Because I think we call him out when he has bad games. But the one thing that I really saw from him, and I think it, it was a case of being in the stands. It wasn't necessarily something that you could see on TV. I think the way that we were pressing from the front wasn't really working, but it was him that was taking the initiative to try and push us higher up the pitch, to tell the players to start pressing and to actually try to get the team going. Um, because I think having Richarlison, Werner and, and Rishi up top and Kuliseski having the game that he was having, 
it did feel like it came down to Pierre to be like, these are the standards. This is what we need to, to start doing. Um, and I think not everything he did came off, but I actually think he really did try to set the tone. Um, so, yeah, I was pleasantly like surprised um, by, by his performance. I don't think he, you know, stuck out like, like a sore farm, which you can easily do in a, in a high technical game um, like playing City. That's so interesting, isn't it? Particularly if you're talking about him kind of trying to sort of drive the play forward, which is often what I think he can't do. Like, I think I think Hoybier is like a fine footballer and I think he's like a decent technical footballer as well. I don't have any of the hate that lots of people have for him and I do, and I like him when he comes on, as I've often said, um, as a sub to kind of calm things down when we need to gain a bit more control. But I don't think of him as someone sort of dynamic who can actually kind of make things happen. But it's interesting that that that's what you saw from him, really. Um, so you're feeling happy that he, now today he's announced he's staying for the rest of the season? <laughs> to be honest, I'm, <laughs> never, I'm not. I've never been, you know, on, when I look at our squad and if I wrote down a list of players that, you know, I think we should sell. I I, I would. I never had Hope Yeg at the top. I think... Yeah. Yes, he doesn't fit the system, and yes, we need to move him on uh, eventually. But for me, there are just other pro- like there have been other priorities of players that I, I think we should have shifted out first. I think we can get a good fee from him, and I think the problem that we have is that all the other European clubs are broke. So yeah. you know, we're we're the only league that has money. So in terms of actually who can afford to come in and buy him, um, there's a big question mark around that. But one thing that we can never question is his his leadership, his like his his professionalism. And I think I'd rather have a player that I know that regardless of whether he's playing or not, he's going to come on and give everything. And yes, it's not perfect. And we know that. Um, then to, to ship him out and, and and bring in somebody who we're going to have to wait to get up to speed, so, so to speak. So, yeah, I'm, I've always been happy to wait until the summer, really, to yeah. kind of give him on. Give him a nice send off. Um Someone who is normally perfect, but probably wasn't on that night, is Rodrigo Bentancourt, who was, did sort of struggled a bit out there. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, we did struggle in midfield, didn't we? Um, across the board, it was it was a tough night. And, you know, I think uh, more than any other week when we're moving the ball about, uh, we we couldn't couldn't get out of those tight spaces. Like there was only a couple moments where I thought, yeah, okay, now we're playing. Um, but it it really wasn't wasn't happening on the ball, and that, like they defended terrifically well. Um, so yeah, the- they did, man, and they are also somebody. I saw someone say on Twitter that they are like the kings of like niggly fouls that it refs was- don't see. Yeah, and they, ne- and they, they never drives get you. They ne- they don't get anything, man. You're just like. Uh-huh. You know, I know that's the way we have to play. And that's, you know, it's very Fergie in a way, right? Mm. Just constant fouling that goes unnoticed, really, but just breaks up any rhythm that we could ever kind of get into. So they got a booking on their 16th foul. That was the first booking, right? And we get a booking on our second. We got a booking on our third foul. (laughs) For fuck's sake. (laughs) And it was nothing. I mean, from I I haven't watched the game back. I'll never see it back. But the the that the, the tackle looked exactly the sort of same niggly one on the halfway kind of breaking up an attack but not and I, I, you just knew it like I I'm I hate to be the guy that's gonna harp on about referees every week but it's it's just so frustrating from the stands at the moment because you can see exactly what's gonna 
what's coming. You know what's going to happen. And I was mm-hmm. saying to Lloyd, who I was sat with, I was like, they that's their 16th foul. Like he's got he's got the stats up on his phone. Like I said, the next one that we put in, exactly the same. He's going to level it out, book him, and exactly think like that. It's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's just boring. It's and honestly. also, could the referee have just at least played some advantages? Sometimes there was one absolute yeah. stinker as well. Oh, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm I'm just listen. This yeah. is your safe space. Just be that it, guy. We can indulge is. you. <laughs> like I can, I can put up with. Like, ironically, I can put up with the the goal and the decision on that because I think you know, yeah. Like I said, I don't know what a foul is anymore, but the bookings that that kind of thing is it's just silly. I don't know how everyone. You can't play it. It disrupts your rhythm so much. Like we can't play if every two seconds he's going to be you know, blowing the whistle and then not yeah. giving out yellows because now you're encouraging persistent fouling because that's simply what it is. Because um, also we and, couldn't yeah, do anything Rod- with like, our Rodri free kicks away either. With so much. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think, um, I think to go back to your question, Rose, I think eventually he just looked really leggy, which I don't yeah. really know why. Maybe it was kind of it's he a rushed lot. himself He's, back the, and then he tough games then another in two, a row two as well. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's just not not the right timing and I think because he was a bit leggy mm. um I think Kulisewski was shockingly bad like I, what was I, I up think we with give him? him this yeah no idea I think we give him a, a lot of praise on here but he like mm. he was awful and it just meant we had <laughs> yeah. no, like he was like genuinely um oh, and we just had and we just had no control in midfield and I think yeah. one of the reasons why Rishi had no service or why um when Werner was making the runs they weren't really being spotted or Brennan on the other side is because your number 10 needs to be able to keep the ball and and he just kept giving, he just kept giving the ball away it was it was just kind of like you know what is going on how he how he did the whole game is beyond me and I think going back to your point on why Sonny's so effective in making those kind of inside channel runs it was because Kane would pick the ball up and feed him the ball. Yeah. And I think there's no point. It didn't matter who we would have had on those pitch. Decky just could not, for some reason on Friday, get himself going. So it just, it kind of felt fell down because I think we, you know, when we saw the lineup, we saw them two as our kind of the two in the middle who would who would help us kind of dictate parts of the game. But, you know, they, they both didn't have their best games. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that's no, just one of those things, isn't it? Disappointing, but what can you do? Players are human and they have bad days, I guess. And, you you know, unless you're City, you don't have like other players that you can bring on if players are having bad days. Um, but we did, even though it didn't, you know, necessarily work out the best. We're going to look to bring in some more positivity because it did, that game did see the return of James Daniel Madison. And... Even though we didn't get what we were hoping for, which was to see him and Benton Court together, like you guys were both there. The buzz around the stadium when he came on must have been insane. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Uh it was it was like a goal was scored. Um and yeah, fantastic to see, right? Like he's he's our talisman now and um everything creative comes through him. Crazy um the the stat that was out earlier this week that he's still in like the top five for goal contributions this what, season. Having, despite only having played half the season. Literally, he's not played football in three months and he's still right <laughs> up there, which is, that's an absolutely outrageous stat. And um, incredible. You might need to check me on that. It might not be goal contributions, but it might be sort of um, creative output or, or something of the likes. It's a um, good so. stat, 
Whatever it is, we like it. Nonetheless, it's good. We like it more of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, lovely to see him back. And um, yeah, hopefully he'll be feeling pretty fresh for for Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah it was like the excitement. <laughs> it was. I was on um, the side that the bench was on, but kind of like uh, in the upper tier, um, and then like. We, we we first got a glimpse of Oliver Skip and we we're like, oh, surely, sh- come on, like, where's where's Madison? You're and then, like, like, no, so we not were, you, Ollie. <laughs> yeah, so we were all like st- stood up to try and peer over to see if we can see him down there, and then you had like people like shouting and tapping behind because they wanted to see as well. And I think that like level of excitement, I think, just brings, you know, you know, we we, we know what he can do from even when he was at Leicester. We've seen what he did. Um, up until that the Chelsea game, um, he gives us so much, um, and I think his presence alone, because you know having him on the pitch, it, it didn't you know it didn't work out because when it's so difficult to play through City, but I think having him on the pitch for however long it is, you know, against Brentford, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't start again. He did look really rusty, um, you know. It just it just makes teams think differently, and I think it frees up space for others. Um, as well, so I, for one, I'm excited to see him play football again, and I also want to see him and Bentoncourt on the same pitch. I know we ever going to get this dream, yeah. man? I couldn't believe it. You know, Friday, it makes sense, yeah. but it was just like, why? Why are you doing this to us, and why? Yeah. <laughs> so fingers crossed, we get that on. We get that on Wednesday because I think Surely. Brentford are not in the most amazing form. So I think we, you know, we should feel confident going into the game. Um, and yeah, it'll be. I was going to say under the lights, but it just made me think of the light show. <laughs> oh god! So we'll ignore that, and then hopefully we have. Game Actually, anyway. I kind of just as a little aside, I do want your take. So for those who don't know, um, Spurs Day, so they're going to do. A, like the first is it like the first ever stadium light show or something i don't know it's, so the idea is that you've got a i don't know download the app and then i guess everyone just waves their phones like we're at a concert or something i mean you know initially i've I've been on a journey with this whole thing initially i was like you know whatever it doesn't matter but like do what you can but i think just Knowing what I know about their kind of reluctance about fan-led endeavours and the fact that they seem to prefer this sort of weird top-down corporate, like, wibble instead. as Like, they know we need – they know that a, an atmosphere should be encouraged, but they don't, they don't want it to be fan-led. They'd rather just say, you know, download the app and bring your phone. It's just like – why 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 are we like this sam we, you've got to be yeah you're like bursting to say something <laughs> <laughs> no i need to sense myself a bit here um th- the bit that i really enjoyed was um that this this I'm, I'm reading the the tweet now enables supporters to play their part in adding to the atmosphere thanks uh, thanks so much guys yeah thanks for letting us be a part <laughs> of your atmosphere <laughs> um yeah i've got lots of thoughts on it i'd but you know, at the end of the day, like, I also understand that, like, if you don't want to be a part of it, then it's also fine. But I I just really wish the club would would get behind the amazing, like, creative people that are trying to make the atmosphere 
special um, at at White Hart Lane now, and not just with lights before the game, but with noise and with color and um, stuff that is is really going to help drive the team forward and and make the place an intimidating stadium to come for for opposition players and and fans. But yeah, I think this is this is modern football, right? Um, unfortunately. I know it's just mad, isn't it? Because all of this stuff should should be completely fan led, really, or at the very least, you know, you you could do that fan stuff consulted. Like, yeah, or you could just do that stuff for like Who on top ask? of yeah. I mean, we know, right? So, but at least you could just do that stuff like you could do that stuff kind of alongside fan led exactly. things. There's no, it doesn't have to be one or the other. But you know, um, just to be mocked by my Fulham friend was just. Too far, Tottenham. Too far. <laughs> Thing is, as well, like as soon as I saw it, I saw it early, like within a couple of minutes when when they put it out, and I was like, "This is this is gonna go down like an absolute sack of shit." Um, and yeah, on the whole, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never think... know. Maybe it'll look nice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, what? I had two thoughts. I thought. My first thought was, I'm someone that refuses to even do a concert. So clearly I'm not the target audience yeah. for this. Actually, and same, then, yeah. Yeah, like, and then my second thought was, thank God they've tried to fit the men's game and not the women's because they're not taking the bits out of the women's team. Those are my oh, thoughts, Jesus, my, can you my imagine? Oh, my um, God, cause, yeah. Because yeah, obviously we've seen the comments about, oh, you know, the Glastonbury vibe at women's yeah. games. Oh. So I was thinking, do you know what? At least they're going to try it at the men's game. It's going to fall flat on its ass, And we just won't speak of it again. Yeah. And, yeah, hopefully, like you said, Sam, that they'll kind of work with the fan base a little bit more um, and the, the really good initiatives that are kind of already in place. Or use that fan advisory board and consult before oh, yeah, coming that. up with new ideas. <laughs> they weren't consulted, by the way. Um, what, what a surprise. What yeah. a surprise. Yeah. Pretend um, to be shocked. The other thing that I find funny is that whenever I'm at the football, I've normally got about 5% battery left on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I don't, I don't do it. I'm going to use that. Exactly. exactly. Why should I? be a part of your atmosphere. Exactly. Are you going to give me a portable charger? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, Thanks. We'll Thanks for that, uh, Tottenham. As uh, just <laughs> yeah, as always, a pleasure. Okay, shall we actually let's quickly move on now? I think to let's let's move to Brentford since we're already in that headspace. Um, because we've done that weird thing where we didn't play for two weeks, and now we've got like three games in eight days or whatever it is. Um, we've we're still not our full squad. What do we think the lineup is going to be? Sam, I'm going to go with you first. Um, I probably agree with Lauren's comments before that Madison didn't look like he's ready to start. I hope that he is, but realistically, I, I think he probably comes off the bench again, maybe a little bit earlier, 20 minutes. Yeah, especially with the Everton game on Saturday. That's the yeah, thing, isn't it? Maybe, maybe 20 minutes becomes half hour, 35 minutes. Mm. Um, so... Probably the same again. Although I think someone that probably deserves a bit of a shout out was Skippy. I thought he was great when he came off yeah. the bench. So maybe you can do a bit of tinkering there if if Rodrigo's looking or feeling as leggy as he, he looked towards the end. Um 
God, he's yeah. just going to do, he's going to do the same thing again, isn't he? We're going to get Bentoncourt and that, and then they're going to sub him off for matters, isn't he? Probably. And we're just, we're just going to have to wait. Not. It's agonizing. Actually, um, can I ask you both a quick question? Um, do you think it would have been better to have started matters and then taken him off or because he was only up to like 20 minutes did it have to have been a kind of subbing on i, I think if you'd right, asked yeah. me before the game i would have said start him based on what i saw when he came on mm. i think Ange made the right decision to bring him yeah. up off the bench yeah that's yeah. true we probably i probably hoped he was more ready than he actually was yeah yeah, you've also got to consider that 20 minutes off the bench against tired legs, he can contrib- contribute more than starting against the fresh legs of the best team in the world. They when don't he- have tired legs. That doesn't, no. that doesn't, did you not see Carl Walker, 33 year old Carl Walker, chase down Team Overt? Like, no. Uh, do you know what? I'm not going to re traumatize myself. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but so ultimately, you think same starting 11. Yeah, I think so. I can't really see too much changing, right? Um, yeah, yeah, you don't really have a lot of options still. That's the problem, isn't it? Um, yeah. What do you think, Lauren? Yeah, I think I think the same, unchanged. I think the only area where you'd probably think maybe Alan would like to change things is up top and, and take Brennan out of the firing line, for example, just give them a breather, but we don't have the bodies to do so. So I think... I think the back four will manage themselves, I think, through the next kind of couple of games. But we've also got Dragosin, so I'm expecting to see him probably um, either Wednesday or or Saturday because Romero did have cramp at the end. So maybe that might be a change. But I think if everybody's feeling fine, I think that he'll just keep the same lineup. Do you think Brennan is really struggling? Or do you think it's just sort of fan noise? Um, he looks tired to me. Um, but I don't think you probably nobody would have expected him to play as yeah. much as he has done. So you know we're just you know caught between a rock and a hard place uh, at the moment. I think we would see more rotation in that front three, but we just you know it's 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 that O'Brien Hill. So you know we are where we are. Hey, uh, Mana Solomon's all, all coming day. back soon. Yeah. So like I think if we have the options, then we will rotate. Um, or options he trusts. Maybe I'll put that. But I, you know, if someone, yeah, yeah if someone says I'll play Brian Hill instead, I'll just be like, no, I'll play Brennan again. <laughs> Realistically, I think most of us would say that. So, um, yeah, I think until we, you know, have have players back or whatever. I think South Korea play tomorrow. They haven't been in the best form. We may see something quicker than we think. Um, so who knows? yes, and Jurgen um, is a weirdly terrible coach. So yeah, I've got good news for you. Even if they do win, guess who they got to play? Oh, who? Oh, <laughs> oh, Australia. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll send <laughs> you worry. Yes. <laughs> I thought you had a team that would actually really cause some trouble. <laughs> sorry, sir. Um, yay. Woo. Happy Aussies. Um, we love it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a yeah, nation. What a yeah. country. <laughs> incredible okay but like realistically like you know saudi arabia are not you know, are not a joke man they yeah a, that's a tough game yeah it really is a tough game for them and also i think if um 
if both Senegal and Mali go through, they would play each other in the quarters. Oh, so, so one of Basuma or Saar will also come back. So I mean, I'm it's Basuma. Like it's Basuma will be yeah. coming back. Let's yeah, be real. You know, I was just trying. Come on, to you Mali. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> come yeah, on, you but... Serge Aurier, as um. He is, oh no, yeah, they're one up. Still 10 minutes to go. Come on, man. Anything's possible. Actually, I feel terrible because I know these guys really want to win their tournaments, but whatever. We need you back. So I support you. Win our tournaments. But (laughs) I support you, but I put put my happiness first. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Exactly, exactly, Mm. Um, Put your own life jacket on first or whatever. Odds on Ivan Tony scoring. I don't want to talk about this guy. No, fair enough. He talks about himself enough for literally everybody for the end yeah, of I will, time. I will say, embarrassing the last week he's had. Yeah, man. It's like the coverage of that as well. It's like he's come back from, you know, a really dark place. But, I mean, he got himself into this trouble, right? Is that is that a mental thing to say? I don't think it is. It's not. I, the only thing I will say is that I had some sympathy because... They were literally like sponsored by a gambling firm, right? And gambling is all is promoted in this game in a disgraceful way. And I think it should be completely cut out of everything to do with, with sport, really. Um so I get so it's sort of weird that it kind that they're constantly promoting it and then they get in trouble for it, but at the same time, like it's like you can't do it. They know they can't, right? So they know like, they can't do it. When, so, when you're going through the youth systems and you're in the change rooms, there's posters everywhere. Mm-hmm. You cannot gamble. You cannot tell somebody that you know Joe Blow is in the team tomorrow because, like you, like if you get found out, you're in trouble. And they 100% know. Yeah. I know that they're wearing it on the shirt, but from a young age, they're told they can't do this because you are a professional footballer. Unfortunately, with you know, all the good things that come with that, you can't do this little thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think, I think for me, like I, I generally had a fair bit of empathy at the beginning, kind of when it was announced. And then I just, you know, it, it was a harsh punishment. Like my, my, I agree with you, Rose. I think if you're going to prom- promote gambling and ban it at the same time, it's quite hypocritical. I also think that the punishments are not consistent. Um, yeah. So I was thinking, I, 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 look, I generally did feel a bit sorry for him, but where I'm really confused and why I don't want to hear from him actually anymore about this whole thing is not only are we, uh, you know, I, you know, the media are doing the whole, you know, as if yeah, as if he's come back from prison or something or whatever, like you know, <laughs> some some crime that he didn't commit, like he did it at the end of the day, show some accountability. But what's really uh, irritating me, and my godfather's a Brentford fan, so this is almost like a family derby for us anyway, is that he keeps, like, every interview that he does, he's just talking about how he wants to leave. Like, yes. That was just yeah. stuck by that, you. That, that was my problem with it as well. And yeah, then they a big just... light show for him as well, and, yeah. you know, yeah. and parade for this guy to come back, and he doesn't even want to be there. Yeah, like, they've given you the armband, they've done everything. and you Yeah, like, he literally walked back in. And, yeah. Yeah, I just, so I'm like, when, yeah. you know, we're all here for, you know, football players kind of actually being honest for once and trying to be authentic and everything. But there is a difference between being authentic and actually just like mad disrespect to the club that pays your yeah, wages. Yeah, because like you're trying to sell yourself. And it's like, yeah, I, 
and and to think that you're entitled to get a big money move before you yeah. even kicked the football. Uh, uh, yeah, I just that's where I, I think I'm now looking at him thinking, have you do you have any accountability for everything that's just happened? Because he's just it, coming across. It kind like of doesn't seem like he's yeah. <laughs> It yeah. kind of doesn't seem like he does take any responsibility whatsoever, yeah. right? Can you yeah. imagine us giving the armband to like Romero if he'd said and like there was a there was someone clipped up a a video on their phone of him saying "fuck Tottenham." Can you imagine that our response to that would be to give him the armband after he got himself banned for six months? Like, it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's, I it's mean, happened once. It's happened twice as well when he's been <laughs> slagging off the club, and it's like gone viral on social media, and he's had to apologize. Like, he's, yeah. he's wild man this guy's crazy and there's yeah. people that wanted him to come to Tottenham I, I can't have a, a guy like no, that, that that's that. it I don't care like we don't we just we, we are like we're fully back in our good lads FC era yeah but he wouldn't pass that's the all test. I want man one, one phone call with Ange yeah Ange would be like up. I don't know what yeah, you're doing it. what's wrong with you yeah yeah uh, that said he will almost certainly score yeah 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But are we feeling positive about this game nonetheless? Feeling good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm okay. feeling good. I feel like we can we can turn it around. One, we've got one thing to focus on now for the rest of the season. We'll, uh... That has never gone wrong, ever. <laughs> never, ever, ever. But I'm telling you, it will, so it will. No, I, I think I'm it will. Good. I, um, you know, I know some people have been a bit down and sort of saying oh I don't know like sort of some sort of little rumours of not little rumours but sort of people kind of saying things like oh you know maybe we've been kind of found out a bit I don't really feel like you can be found out when like half your team was missing for half the season that doesn't really work for me so it's just more about I feel like we are seriously missing our like goal scorer basically that's my only and we then yeah. found out we were the most informed side in the country. Oh, and, we and then we lost those of our players and they haven't come back. But yeah, completely, completely. Yeah. Um, but it is, so it's more that we are, I just kind of, I now sort of have slight concerns about where our goals are going to come from. That's all yeah. for the next yeah, it's, know, it's probably three games. Be a bit tough before yeah. well, the, like, all the troops come back, particularly mm. so. Yeah. So, but we should have enough, right? Yeah, I, I, I do. I can't see Kulazewski having another game as bad as that unless he's injured or something. We just don't know. Yeah, um, it was a, but the thing is, they were so out of character. It was a very strange game for him to have. Yeah, right? and so and I think you know, if if Benson calls legs are with him, I think you know we might have the option of Madison off the bench. We should do. I think. We was we couldn't get out against City. We will be able to break Brentford's press. It's just not as good um, as City's were. So I, I just think, even with the absences, we still have more individual quality. So I think if if we kind of, you know, if if everyone's like a seven out of ten, we should we should win the game. So um, yeah, I it's not going to be easy because Thomas Frank is a really good manager. Yeah, um, so boring, but... aren't they, Brentford? That's the thing. I know they're like they're sort of they were like a weird kind of hipsters' choice, but actually they're so dull. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, but does he not think they're a bit dull? <laughs> like, it's fine. You can't have you support. Whatever. You know, yeah. 
so. it's not like a reflection on your personality it just it is what it is I just think I like I've never been you know that impressed fair, I, I think yeah I mean to be fair they're, they're suffering with their absences like this is at the AFCON and Buemo's injured so actually mm. I feel like they're kind of apart bar Tony a lot of like their team players are not going to be there so yeah we, sh- we should be looking to win but yeah they were playing far better football last season than they were this season so yeah live update um Ivory Coast have just equalized yeah they just equalized yeah oh maybe perhaps last coming home I shouldn't be too excited you know, home, come, imagine if we worse. had them both imagine <laughs> if we had them both home for the weekend that'd be so fucking good yeah cool. Again, to today? Guys, yeah, yeah. like back to Everton oh yeah again mm. I'm sorry but yeah we need you we need you come home fit whenever you do come home yeah. very true we should really yeah. specify that absolutely predictions please Sam I'm gonna go with 3-1 Tottenham okay any scorers? Just uh, I'd like to see Timo get off the mark. Oh, uh, me too, man. I'm yeah, very be, invested uh, in him. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see him score. Yeah. Lauren? 4-1. Whoa. Big shot. Yeah, I, I feel like... Getting confident. Gonna, yeah, I think, I think it's just going to be a case of we're going to right the wrongs of Friday. So I think two for Rishi... One for Brennan. I love this. And maybe Madders Madders off the bench. Oh, okay. I like it. I'm going to go 2 1 because I think it will be much um, tighter than that. I'm going to go, yeah, 2 1. 1 4. I reckon reckon Benton Core's got got another goal in him. And then, yeah, uh, Richarlison. That'll do me. Um, Okay, let's have a quick look at what is going on in the transfer window. So we thought that we'd lost this um, Norwegian kid, Antonio Nusa, to Brentford. But now it seems that that deal might be falling apart as we speak. Not sure. How do you guys feel about this kid? Were you invested? Didn't care? Whatever. I was really excited because he's he's a a massive talent. Um, Like everybody... Uh, who's probably listening to this, probably just watched the same five-minute YouTube video that I did. Um, but <laughs> I, I didn't, because as you know, I just refuse to get involved in these things until there's same. like, you know, pens yeah, of paper. Learned, learned my mistake on Dombele, so I don't watch, the, I don't watch them anymore. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed the videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good watch. I'll send it to you. Um, no, I, 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 I like tweeted something this morning that I was just like, look, in the next three days the media will have all of us on, str- on on strings because that's their job, right? And I think I'm just going to not really engage with too much of it or or at least try to. Um, it's pretty hard when I group chat. and <laughs> Yeah, it's literally impossible. Miserable yeah. updates every yeah. uh, <laughs> half an hour, like uh, Jota joining West Ham. So oh, yeah. Like, that's uh, a bad, bad half an hour. Lighting doors moment there. <laughs> but um, I'm not too beaten up by it i think like whatever happens will happen and i think that the the i actually trust the the structure in the club at the moment i feel like we haven't made too many mistakes in recent history and we've now it seems more more present than ever or more evident than ever that we have more financial power than basically anybody in the market um the infrastructure so i think if we want to get a deal done we'll just get it done and the only reason why it wouldn't fall apart is because the player wants to be playing Champions League, which we can't guarantee, but it's likely, or um, Ange just doesn't want him. So I'm pretty happy and content with, with that position. 
Yeah. Well, that, I mean, to be honest, the like the news of Dill, I was almost like if he want he if he wanted to go somewhere where he was guaranteed playing time, I feel like that was okay for him as well. Like he's still very young. So it's young. like a reasonable smart decision on his part yeah. to be honest to go somewhere where you are gonna play because like sorry you're not dislodging son from that left hand side so like yeah. i don't i don't think there's you know us as a club could sit there and be like yeah we definitely have a plan for you to be a starter next season because it's just but nothing's that would, guaranteed that would be just yeah. Be, yeah that would just be lies basically and i think looking like reading a bit more into it and the fee that's being demanded and all of these things i think you know, it's normal that a club like ours would do our due diligence. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, leave, <laughs> it's gone from like being really critical of people, which I still am in in some ways, to, peak, to, to kind of in that feeling, like you said, Sam, like if we want him, we'll buy him. So if we haven't bought him, it's because we don't want him. So, yeah, yeah like it's... It's like it feels like fine. We all feel like, yeah, there's been no, there's been a sort of mild meltdown, but I feel like people are mostly calm about it. There were rumours yeah. about Jacob Ramsey today. Uh, any interest in him, Lauren? Um, I don't, I, I, I don't really want, I'm, I feel like I saw his name and it's like, oh, is it because we need homegrown players? Like we're trying to, you know, buy English talent. Um. I think you know he's he's a good talent, but in terms of, I think us as a starting eleven and where we're going to improve, I think buying somebody that can kind of being attacking a or play in that number ten type position, we've already got the likes of Alfie Devine, Jamie Donnelly, and those kind of players trying to come through. So I I don't see that as a signing where I think oh my god yeah like I I really want to buy him mm. <laughs> um, personally. Um, so yeah, the, the, if you know, if I was there and they were asking my decision, I would say no. But um, I'm not. <laughs> so Daniel, no. If you want my opinion, I say no. I see what yeah. you mean, actually, because it is either you want a player that's going to take you to the sort of next level, but what you don't necessarily want is someone who's going to block the academy kids from coming through. I suppose. Yeah, yeah I think he's ahead of our academy players. Don't get me wrong. But... Yeah. But is he far he enough ahead that... Yeah, exactly, yeah. where you think it's it's worth the risk of doing that. I, don't, I personally think that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Would you? How would you guys feel if this was like it for the transfer window? Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd, it'd leave me wanting a little bit more, which is mm. kind of crazy, but I think... That's football. Then it's, it's always about more, more, more. Yeah, I know. And I, also because we've got our business done so, so quickly. Um you know, I think that's probably why a lot of people are a little bit unsettled. But they need another people, fix. That's how, that's yeah. just how it works. Yeah. But we're also <laughs> feeling the the absences because of the Asian Cup and Afcon. I think if it, it feels like now we need that sort of cutting edge killer that's going to sit up top and bag goals. But as soon as Son plugs back in and we've got a bit more um, legs in and, and firepower in midfield, I think all of those problems will, fingers crossed, uh, go away. Um, so I, you know, realistically, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're just at a position now where we have to sell to buy, and not from a financial point of view, but in terms of squad numbers. Like we can't go and get Gallagher, for example, because Hoybjerg's still here. So it's kind of like if we can't sell the players that we need to, to, to move on to make space in the squad, then 
there's nothing really that the, the club can do if there are no permanent buyers for the ones that we still have. So like I'm not I'm not going to be overly disappointed. I think we need a centre back and we got one. Um we needed cover for Perisic because of the ACL, we've got one. Um yeah, like you said, Sam, I think once our kind of we get back to full numbers, it won't, we won't feel so bare bonesy. But yeah, like could we have got another one? Yes, but could we have shipped Brian Hill out? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, like I said, you know, I think it's if nobody wants them, or we're we're we as a club, you know, we're getting to that point where it's like we can't keep loaning the same players out all of the time. We want to sell them, but nobody wants to buy them. Then what can the club do, really? A mid-season um, sale with twenty percent off. Use code Koi twenty. <laughs> <laughs> They might as well try it. Okay. Um, let's move on to talking about the women who, as we'd said earlier, also played Man City at the weekend and also lost. This time, though, it was a 2-0 defeat as opposed to the 7-0 fucking thumping we got um, before Christmas. So, Lauren, you were there. How did you feel about it? Um. Similar feeling, I think, um, actually coming home, like from the men's game, I think final whistle went, mm, you know, it's only 2-0. Then it was kind of like, oh, God, both goals that we conceded, we could have prevented those. Um, but it's an improvement. So, like, overall, I think there's no shame in losing 2-0 to a team that's just clearly ahead of us. Like, you know, there's no... I don't think we can... I think what we've done is, you know, last season we almost got relegated and we've just closed that gap and we've caught up with all of the teams that we lost ground on. But the top three have also strengthened. So I think like, we have to be realistic that that gap still exists. And I think to only lose 2-0 um, to a team that quite arguably should be playing Champions League football with the quality that they've got in their squad, um, you know, it is what it is. They should be winning the league, man. Like, I couldn't believe mm. it. On the, um, I was watching it on FA Player and on the comms. They, they were like, you know, like, Gareth Taylor's under no immediate pressure. And I'm like, why not? Why do I? Like, why no not? Why do I? Like, that's, yeah, that's actually keep... a joke with the squad that they've got. Mm. I think the, the thing is about that game, isn't it, is that I did feel sort of relieved and disappointed because, yeah, the, at least the first goal that we gave away was really poor. And very bad for my Amy Turner narrative because it just kind of bounced off her chest and into the back of the net. I don't even know what happened, whether it was like bad communication or bad positioning or a combination. Yeah, just one of those things. You don't give them a goal. Like, just let them take a goal, but don't give it to them. So, you know, you could see you could see the difference in quality and you could see where we've closed the gap as well in the last, like, two, three months, really. There was more, like, God, is this really like the best we can hope for for now? I think I think that's what I found discouraging. And I have to remember that we are on a journey. But I think it is hard to take in those moments, isn't it? Where you think, is this is this all we are, is this all we're allowed in this moment? You know? Yeah, it's hard because I think you know we're, we're football fans. We love this club. You, you don't want to go into 
a game thinking, oh, how many am I going to lose by? I mean, you may you may say it because it's just like a self-defence mechanism, but mm. deep down you're like, oh, you know. Yeah, you're hoping for a miracle, Yeah, you're hoping for something. So I think yeah. it's, it's the hope that, that kills in a way, and that's where mm. the disappointment comes from. Um, and also that just feeling like the, the chances that they did, like we really did limit City. They really didn't have that many like clear-cut chances. Yeah, we did. And that's where... It come the disappointment comes from because yeah like the way it just bounced off Amy Turner like to the point in the stadium where there wasn't even like a groan or anything it was just silence because everybody was so confused at, as to kind of like oh the ball's in the back of the net oh okay yeah like what how happened? did that I was I was almost like surely that's not going to be given yeah that's <laughs> so weird like when you do the double take is that rolling yeah. behind the goal like and yeah. it just looks in though it's actually in no, so that was kind of yeah yeah and to be fair for the second one like it's a great shot by bunny but i i really detest when goalkeepers get beaten at their near post yeah like that's your side so yeah it just kind of felt like i think barbara could have done better um on that shot so i think when you look at the kind of and you take the game kind of in the moments where you know it's affected the scoreline you look and think nah we could have done better but overall um yeah so you were just a better team so yeah they were and there's and it was a very similar feeling in a way to Friday night where you just thought oh god we can't like we can't get out and the moments I mean we actually did have the ball in the back of the net um like Martha Thomas scored off like mm. honestly a fantastic move like another quite similar I think to the goal we scored against Arsenal right yeah. we finally managed to break their press um but this time it was offside but it took me ages to realize that it had been flag for offside because I was celebrating so wildly so that was a real <laughs> bummer <laughs> to be fair the, uh, I think even Martha celebrated and it was like oh look behind oh. you flags up I couldn't um, believe it I was fuck sake so we had yeah. that and then we did have like and then she had another great chance later on um from a quite similar move so it almost felt like again if we could be really clinical there were chances there as well yeah i think it was i think we are unfortunately at the point where both beth and martha have both been injured so i think they're both just lacking full yeah. match sharpness so we're just we're not seeing that kind of clinical finishing that we both know they possess and it's just annoying that they both happen to be not that sharp at the same time because I think if you'd given the chances that Martha had if she'd had them in the beginning of the season she scores and I think the chances that those chances if you'd given them to Beth last season when she was saving us she also would have scored them so I think it's just kind of patience with the both of them to kind of for them to to get back up to speed have full confidence in themselves and their bodies and you know, we'll we'll see the best of them, but yeah, we just we kind of like like on the. It feels like the men and the women's side have just really mirrored each other this season. Like, it was one very of the problems similar. We talk yeah, about on the just... men's side is applying to the women's as well. We just need yeah. kind of a fully fit first eleven. Yeah, um, but what we did you know, have. Yeah, what we did have though was we like having our two fins back in midfield made a huge difference, and I think that's a big part of the reason. I also want to talk about our fullbacks because I think they also massively contributed. But, the, but having our first choice midfield, honestly, that is almost like the five goal difference there. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Because it just, it kind of, it gave us an element of control when we were playing out from the back because they're very intelligent. I actually thought they, they did really well to get 
kind of stuck in as well. Like my actual uh, annoyance with with Amy Turner actually wasn't the goal. I just think, okay, cool. Like it was just an awful deflection. It was her inability to play out from the back properly, which actually put um, Olga and Evelina under a lot of pressure. But because they're as good as they are, I think they kind of largely coped with it. Um, I obviously in, don't know what you're talking about. Part. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't happen. Totally fine. Rave passes. We've we've discussed this already. I mean, yeah, you you say brave. I say basics. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I think because especially someone like Olga, because she's two footed um, as well. It just you know it just gives us so many options, and also when they when you know when Sissy were kind of pressing them they can stand up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I thought that I think they, they had good games. I think, like I said, mirroring the teams, I think Evelina was like uh, Benton Corley. She just got tired towards the end. So then I think she's starting to get a bit frustrated. She just looked a bit leggy, which again, she's coming back from injury and she's had, she plays yeah. a lot of minutes in our team. Um, and yeah, the fullbacks, I think. Yeah, so we um, had our two uh, new fullbacks. We had Charlie Grant, who started on the right because Ash yes. Neville had an injury. And then Amanda Nilden um, started on the left. Yeah, I think Amanda was the better of the two. I was really impressed. For sure, she was. She seemed very cool out there. And obviously, that's a a bit of like a Swedish cliche, but she did seem very cool. She seemed very comfortable on the ball, not phased by the amount of pressure she was facing. Yeah, I thought she was excellent. It's it's not easy to defend against Chloe Kelly or Lauren Hemp when they're switching sides. So I think she did really, really, really well. Um, for kind of her first league game. I mean, I'm, I guess she's played in WSL before, so she knew what to expect, but she slotted in really well. I think um, Charlie grew into the game and she got better um, as as the game went on. But I think kind of when the team sheet came out and we saw no Ash, Ash Neville, it's kind of like, oh God. Because the one thing that Ash does is she can put in a tackle and she'll win her duels. Yeah. Um, and you need that when you're going up against the quality of winners that we that we did. But I actually think that that Charlie and Amanda got stuck in. You yeah. know, they said if you're going to go round me, we're going to and you're you're going to have to work for it. So I think they kind of really epitomise um, the kind of resilience and the determination that you need to just keep going because City they they're not going to let up. They just kept pushing forward and pushing forward. So I think you know they they contributed as well, really, like to keeping the score down. And Molly, as always. Uh, I feel like we don't Merit. mention her as yeah. much because she always man, has a great because game. She's just flawless, like, basically. She's, yeah, yeah. But I think again, like um, Bunny Shaw is one of the best strikers in the world, and she's like a head, almost like a head taller than Molly, and she actually kept her quiet. Yeah, um, one goal. That's all yeah. she got. Listen, yeah. that's, a, that's you know me. I was expecting like like the custom hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> they kept talking about it on the comms as well. I was like, oh my God. And but like we're the club she scored against most and blah blah blah. I'm like, just just let us just live in peace for a moment, I beg you. It's like we haven't <laughs> forgotten. Um, but yeah, I think Molly did really well. And I think it just shows that we're evolving and learning as a defense. I think the seven nil was just really quite frankly embarrassing. Um and it it was just nice, even though we did lose the game, to feel like, do you know what? They took something, they learned, and they yeah. adjusted, and, and and we we were better. And I, you know, I, I think City would have left that game thinking, 
you know, we've got to turn up for Spurs in the same way that we would turn up to go and play Arsenal or go and play Chelsea because we're not an easy team to beat anymore. Yeah. You say that, uh, but unfortunately, we've got to play them again. <laughs> God. Because um... there was the Conti Cup draw tonight and um, we've obviously drawn Manchester City in the quarterfinals at home. At home, at least there's that. Yeah, that's it. Like, I, yeah. I can't believe it. I genuinely, I'm, I'm, I'm upset, Lauren. I'm upset. Yeah, because I feel like any other team, I feel like we could, we would have stood a chance. But I honestly, like, I know, you know, we sort of acquitted ourselves reasonably well at the weekend. But I just, I can't see yeah, it, man. It's, it's just tough because they don't need to play well to win. That's the like the best compliment I can can pay them really is that they've just got enough individual quality to create goals out of nothing. It's just really frustrating because I feel like we had a really, really, really good group stage. We worked yeah. really hard. Like, Even with Arsenal was... getting dropped in at the last minute because they yeah. like flunked out of Champions League. Yeah. yeah. We stuck in, we like properly did it. And this is our reward. Like Yeah. And it's it's just really annoying because it just feels like with the Conti Cup, it really just like you, your longevity in the tournament is just generally dependent on the draw because the season where we you know we got to the semi-final like for the first time we just like we were lucky in terms of the teams that we were drawing but last year we got Chelsea this year we've got City and you just kind of think um yeah I, I personally just don't really like the structure of the con of the Conti Cup with the north and the south and the points per game and all of this rubbish and it yeah, just like the, kind the of draw and penalties yeah, and all that. Yeah, it's yeah, a mess. Like you navigate through it all to then just go and get City. <laughs> it's just like what a waste of bloody time. <laughs> um Seriously, so... like why are we here? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, obviously we yeah, we can sit here and like G ourselves up, but the reality is is that City will probably get to the final. <laughs> um if not. As win they it. should and, as they should, yeah. frankly. But yeah. So all we can do is hope that that game for them is sandwiched in between some big games and there's a bit of rotation. Um, yeah. It's next it, It's next week, isn't it? I think. Yeah, next yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, oh, well, yeah. this is next season. That's what we always say, being Spurs fans <laughs> and following our teams in the Cups. We'll Maybe, try again next listen, year. you know, we've still got the FA Cup. We still have that. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really depressing. Let's, let's look forward to the weekend. We're away at Liverpool. Liverpool are a really tough team, um, but this should be a really good game, I think. Yeah, Arsenal, I, I, they? they've just beaten Arsenal, haven't they, at the weekend? No, they lost. They lost. They, they, beat, they beat Arsenal the previous time they played. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think this would be the barometer in mm. terms of of. Because we we we're close enough ish to our strongest eleven. Um, hopefully, Ash's ankle isn't too sore. I think this would be a really good barometer to see where we're at. Because I think it's very hard to compare your improvement against a team that's just clearly better than yours. But I think us and Liverpool have made the most kind of improvement. You know, up into the weekend, we were level on points. So I think, you know, we drew the game that was at Brisbane Road. So it it kind of. I think this is a game where we have to really kind of, you know, Robert speaks really positively. We all do. Like we were talking about, you know, this transformation that we're on 
um, the improvement in our football and our style of play, you know, all of the above, like now it's kind of a, this is the team that's kind of going on that same transformational journey. We need to go and beat Liverpool. That's that's yeah. what I would like to see. Yeah, we're on, we're, we're level on points with them. Um, we are behind them on goal difference. That's it, basically. Yeah, because of, because of our Manchester results. <laughs> yeah, um, because it's actually not that bad. Because they're, but also they, I mean, they got bad by City, worse than yeah. us. So actually, they're minus two and we're minus six. It's not great. Yeah, but um, that's we are very very similar teams. We play quite differently, but it will be so it'll be a real battle, I think. And I do yeah. feel like we we should have beaten them at home. But it was yeah, we were going it, it, through we that were, weird we the, period of sort of conceding. We and, yeah. So it'll be interesting um, to see. Yeah. And happens. hopefully, like I'd love I'd just love to see um Martha especially, I think, back on the on the score sheet. Because she seemed yeah. really frustrated that she came off at the weekend. So I think like not that the I don't want to say that like, the goals have dried up, but I think strikers love scoring and they're they're only happy if they're if they're scoring. So it would just be nice to kind of to see them and Beth as well, like then back on the score sheet. Um, but to be honest, I don't really care who scores. I just want us to win the game. Um, yeah, man, just get us, just just yeah. get us something out fourth of that. Up, I think, yeah, fourth is up for grabs because United are not are not playing particularly well. Um, so I think we've got to, you know, we've got to fight until we get to the end of the season. So it's yeah. almost like an effective six pointer, you know, with the teams that we've got around us. So yeah, absolutely. Do you think? Do you think we will win? Um, yes, I think, like you said earlier, like I think there, you know, we we did play some good football against City where like it, it wasn't like a, a mistake or whatever. It was our play that got us into a position to, yeah. to score goals. So I think um, we definitely will do the same against Liverpool. And I think despite the goals that we did concede our general defending kind of from kind of minute one to minute 90 or however long the game was was better against City so I think if we defend um, resolutely and we create the chances you know there's no reason why we can't we can't win I'll be disappointed if we um, if I'll, like, I'll be really disappointed if we lose the game I think I'll, do, I'll be disappointed if we draw so yeah yeah agreed prediction Oh, um, 2-1 to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be tight as well. I yeah. know it's like the 2-1 is like the most, this properly the easy way out, isn't it, for predictions. But I do, just because we are so, we're so close to each other. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. They do defend Either, either well, way, like, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like if they beat us, I could see that being the scoreline as well. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But still, we're feeling good about it, which is no a mean feat after the weekend that we've just had. Right, <laughs> let's let's wrap this all up with some culture picks. Sam, what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, so straight back onto my uh, mission to becoming a cowboy. I love uh, this for you. I really do. Yeah, I'm, I'm having the best time. <laughs> <laughs> I know Ash is as well. Um, we've we've already. Discussed. I'm going to get you guys hats for Christmas. I've got it oh, all mate, out. Very so excited. I'm, I'm just <laughs> been looking at rodeo jackets uh, today online. Incredible. So that's not even a joke. No, uh, I believe you. And Embrace yeah, it. 
Ash and I are yeah, looking at buying some land in Montana to, to mm -hmm. start our own ranch. If anyone knows of any, um, yeah, let us know and we can be happy and far away from this football club. Um, <laughs> I have been watching the the prequel of, of Yellowstone, which is 1883. Oh, uh, they're like several prequels. There's two. Okay. Uh, I'm aware of at least. Um, there's another one that's, I think like, yeah, 30 years down the track or something after this one. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoying it. It's, it's very different, but it's still very Isn't cool. there, is there, is this the one with like Helen Mirren in it? I feel like there's some quite big names in these prequels. Surely you know by now, if you ask me a name. Oh I'm yeah, like, good point. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Which person is that? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there is some like big names in these prequels. Um, but and yeah. I've, I'll look that yeah, up myself. There are big names. Um, I can I can tell you that much. But yeah, it's it's great. There's there's some there's like names I should really know. I'm embarrassed now that we're speaking about it. <laughs> um, but I've been watching that. I finished off um, Slow Horses as well. Um, which oh, is it season three? We need to start that actually. I think it's, I think it's three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, so did Ben Davis. Uh, he did. I love that man. That little like thing where they were all watching, and like I love, but I particularly love Richarlison, who was like, I just watched Brazilian football. football. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about uh, Gentle Ben's culture picks this week as well. So good. So good. he's just like, what? What a man. So he loves slow horses, and then he's just put on his Insta like a pile of books that he's read, and he's like, I'm not going to reread these. So if any, if you would like them, just like send me your address, like. You could get Gentle Ben to send you a book. I'm not going to do it because I'll be honest with you, they, all those books look quite boring. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm also not allowed to have any more books. I'm really tempted. You, you see, and then he posted another one just before and he's like, stay tuned for more books. Oh my God. Okay, I'm <laughs> doing this actually. Fuck it. Book club. <laughs> Why am I even like denying myself this? I could literally have a book from Gentle Ben. Be incredible. Um, so is it um, Slow Horses Season 3 good? Uh, yeah, I don't think it hit the heights of the previous two seasons, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, it just felt a little bit more predictable the way it was was heading, but uh, it's still good, still really good TV. Um, but I thought the previous two seasons were like very, very good. So it's hard to hard to do a third in with the same quality. I think. Yeah, I enjoyed the first two. I do also. I, I think they're quite silly. I don't mind that. Yeah. I think they're quite silly. You know what you're but, getting. Right? Yeah. And I enjoy everyone. Like, you know, everyone's everyone who's in them is great. Um, the first two seasons also, there's a guy in it who, that I went to school with. So that was really fun for me. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. I, yeah. If you haven't watched it, I'd, like I can't give away any spoilers, but I will tell you who it is afterwards, Sam. Um, and now he works at MI6. And you went to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really moved up in the world. Um Anything else or? Uh, no, I, I I did see Fortet announced a show today. Uh, yes. Very, very exciting. Big, big rave in February. We're all going. Yeah. Um, going so I'll, that will be my culture pick until, uh, until that day. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, very, very all. excited. That's the day of the Wolves game, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So we're basically having, this is going to be amazing there because we're going to go to the Wolves game and then his like, rave is a daytime thing and like midday to 11 so which is just what everybody loves to see i think perfect 
So yeah, I've already booked Ra- that whole day. Rose that meet your bedtime. Exactly. I mean, technically, technically so. eleven is past my bedtime, so feel like a big night out for me. <laughs> you don't have to stay till the end. Don't I? No, I don't. I don't. I like. I don't. I don't leave parties ever. Like I'm properly like the last one in the kitchen. Yeah, as long as it is like eleven o'clock. <laughs> so I don't go. I don't go to parties anymore because they all go on too late. Um, Lauren, what have you been up to? So in the spirit of linking it to our Spurs boys with culture picks, I'm going to pick Timo. Yeah, I was so hoping you were going to say this. <laughs> yeah, because I think we like we were like, oh, which which? Because Timo's currently watching Gossip Girl. Um, we, so, we definitely we need know. to know whether it is the the it OG is, or it, like yeah. I never watched the reboot because I was like, this looks terrible. I, I did, uh, and was it, it looked terrible? terrible because it was, mm-hmm. uh, and it's been cancelled. But yeah, we did, we didn't we still don't know which one he's watching. I really hope it is the the older one. But in the spirit of remakes, that's what my linkage is. Um, I went to the cinema to see uh, the new Mean Girls, which oh the musical adaptation. yeah the musical okay yeah which. I think I should provide the context. I'm not a big fan of musicals, but I was persuaded to go. Um, that's actually right, to be fair. I love a musical. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, they're like free musicals, which I like, like musical films type things. So um, so I was a bit like, so my first question was, um, when at what point do they start singing? The opening song, the opening mm-hmm. scene. Of course. They start singing. So It's a musical, like, Lauren. It's going to be a lot of <laughs> I'm going to hide it from you. <laughs> um, but I think it was, it was well made in terms of it follows the same plot line as like the original kind of Mean Girls, but it did feel Mean Girls for today's era. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think it was, there's some really, really good vocal performances in there. Um, not the one that plays Katie, though, but um, I think that's what's been a lot of the contention and whatnot online. Um, oh, she's not yeah. very good. Oh, dear. No, it, it's, it's not that... I wouldn't go as far as to say that she can't sing, but she just got outsung by everyone. And I think when mm. you're, like, one of the main characters, it's kind of like you kind of just stick out a little bit. Unfortunate. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, but Renee Rapp, I think, who plays Regina George, she was fantastic and made the character a lot meaner I feel, um, than in the originals but yeah I um, I don't go to the cinema often well not as often as Billy does I feel like Billy's there all the time literally nobody um, like you, it, if that's your aim you just have to you have to let yeah, it I'm just gonna write it's it off never, yeah it's, it's never, gonna, never happen. gonna happen um but yeah so but I I thoroughly enjoyed myself and I think oh, nice my culture pick for this week is I'm gonna watch some Gossip Girl um, oh, in the spirit of Timo, because mm-hmm. as well as as we've discovered, I'm a Serena and Dan fan. But so this um, is genuinely like a really big surprise to me. But is it because you don't care that much about either of them? Yeah, I just felt like they were they were for me they were better suited. I'd always felt like like I said like a you know Blair Blair deserved somebody that wasn't Dan. I feel, uh, you know, I just yeah. think I mean, I'm with, you I'm with you but, there because yeah. Blair was obviously like the queen of the whole show. But for some reason, when that like weird pairing happened, I was quite into it. Maybe because I knew it was like a, like a mess and it shouldn't last. I was also never super into the Blair and Chuck relationship because he was just too messy. 
Yeah, it, it was kind of like he, he. To be fair, most of the people that she was with really dragged her down, but Chuck yeah. especially because it was just kind of like you need to sort sort yourself out. But I've literally, I've probably seen it like at least three times to start to me. I usually leave it so there's enough time period where I don't remember it as well, Amazing. and then I go again. I might have to give it think, a rewatch, man. Yeah, it was that that era where like there were so many like good shows. Um, yeah, I mean I the OC was always my preferred one. I think. Oh me, unbelievable! Up until spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, up until Marissa died, then it went downhill. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're not, you're not, you're not a Taylor Townsend fan. Unbelievable, Lauren. <laughs> this, 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 the shock keep on coming. <laughs> but it was really good at the beginning. Like it was so good. Yeah, that That's first good. season of the OC is like perfect telly. I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we're all fans. Um, cool, man. In the spirit of yeah, I might I might be about to move into the spirit of rewatching things also, because Ollie and I watched the first episode of Masters of the Air this week, which is the sort of um, made by the same people who did Band of Brothers and The Pacific, and Band of Brothers is literally one of my favorite shows of all time. I've watched it all the way through like probably 20 times it's like an uh, yeah like I don't even think I'm exaggerating it's like a full-on like comfort watch for me and Master of the Air is like it's fine but the whole time you're watching it and to be honest Band of Brothers like didn't have like the best like first episode anyway so it didn't you wouldn't necessarily have known how good that show was going to become from the first episode so I'm obviously going to watch the whole thing but it just made me think I just rather be, I would really rather be watching Band of Brothers. And it does have this whole problem, this a very serious Austin Butler problem, which is that he is like he's too famous now and he's too pretty. Like it's not his fault. But like you can sort of see he's trying really hard to like restrain his kind of like pretty perfect pretty boy yeah he's like i know i know i should be you know more kind of grubby than this but like i'm not naturally so he's really trying to restrain himself and it sort of turns it makes his performance sort of weirdly muted do you know what i mean so it's like it's kind of coming across like slightly wooden maybe you know so maybe they'll kind of loosen it up over the next few episodes i don't know but it's almost it's just one of those things where like you can't recapture the magic do you know what i mean like some shows are just too good. And while I appreciate the sort of efforts to try again, you can't, you just can't do it really. So I'll give it another go. But to be honest, I might just go back in for like my 30th rewatch of Band of Brothers. You know, and I know people who love Band of Brothers really love it. This is the thing. Every time I mention it on social media, like I get loads of people being like, fucking hell, what a show. <laughs> so I know you're out so there, guys. This is for them. This is for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Easy company. We're all in it. Um, thanks so much guys a delight a joy a pleasure as always um, we will reconvene possibly on Thursday depending um, on what happens with Brentford and also what happens with the transfer window oh yeah yeah let's see alright Sam what well, see you Wednesday see you Wednesday see you th- uh, oh well actually at the game no that's Ollie's because this is birthday week so he gets another game yeah Okay, great week for that. Which is fair enough, I guess. Are you going on Wednesday, Lauren? 
I am indeed. So, nice. like I said, I need to up my win rate. Are you sure you? Are you sure you want to go? I'll sell future tickets. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not. I'm not having the best luck this season. So, fingers crossed. All right. Good luck, guys. Um, yeah, we'll chat on Thursday then. All right, Sam, will you see us out? Up Spurs. Mm-hmm.